Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to another special edition of, yeah, that's probably an ad. Well, every week is kind of special, but this is extra special. My name is Ko Im. I am your co-host this episode, and we have a special guest co-host with us, Nicole Ortiz, our senior editor. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Ko. Thanks for having me. Of course. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to you, too. Yay! Before we introduce our other guests um, from our team, uh, I was wondering if you could just give us kind of your background. Who are you as an international woman of mystery? I'm just kidding. Just international woman. (laughs) Uh, Wow, that's a lot of pressure, actually. Um, I'm a senior editor here at Adweek, um, and I live in Brooklyn right now, uh, kind of riding out the pandemic in the city. Um... I don't know. What else do I say about myself? I, have a I mean, you have some roots in Puerto really Rico, cute. right? Yes. <laughs> I'm half Puerto Rican uh, and also Polish and French and German. Really fun, weird little mix there. Um, yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, we're, we're territory sisters. I, I grew up on Guam, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, we also have joining with us for this Women's History Month, uh, we have Katie Lundstrom, our senior news writer in Austin, Texas. Hi, Katie. Hey. Thanks for having me. Of course. How's your March so far? How's your Women's History Month so far? Uh, it's good. Four days in. And yeah, we've all got power and water down here now. Well, I do. My roommates do. The rest of the city is still in a bit of a chaotic uh, moment. Oh, but really? We've been lucky. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad you have that. And I'm glad you could be with us. Um, and uh, we also have, um, I believe from Queens, our community content manager, Luz Corona. Luz, this is your first time on the podcast. Welcome. It is. Hi. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And how, how are you uh, doing and feeling lately? Good. Good. Um, you know, happy that we are in vaccine time. So hoping we can get to that new normal soon. Um, but yeah, no complaints. Excited. It's International Women's Month. A lot of good women trailblazer pieces. So all good over here. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more since it's your first time here about what you do, where what you oversee, who you get to talk to in the day to day? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have the privilege of writing the Women Trailblazers column, um, part of the inside of the brand, part of Ad Week. And I get to write features on really incredible women in the marketing and advertising industry, uh, usually VP level above, and they all offer really great insights um, into their career journey and just great advice. Uh, and every week I get to be inspired by their stories. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, this content also is normally um, in incorporated and integrated into our magazine pieces as well. So feel free to uh, check that out for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, Nicole, I want to kind of start with these months, right? Because mm -hmm. we try to plan content for these months. And, you know, it is a time of celebration. Sometimes it's frustrating, at least for me, right? Because you want to see you do want to see highlighting and we need the highlighting, especially for the, the underrepresented and the underserved. You hope that these kinds of months change, right? We're just coming off the heels of Black History Month and you'll, you'll see people say, oh, Black History Month should be every month. Like, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. How do you kind of feel about about these, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, theme? Yeah, I, I find it kind of, I don't know, I'm a little torn sometimes because uh, especially like working uh covering marketing it is kind of strange to to uh view it now from uh the journalism perspective because sometimes it could feel a little exploitative and like um we're watching brands kind of write about women's history month and write about black history month and write about pride month and sometimes these these efforts feel really inauthentic to me there are the ones that do feel authentic and that's always great. And you can really like find some brands that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm behind this. I support this. And this, this brand is aligned with where I'm at, but then you'll see something at least every month. Um, you'll see at least one brand say something that you're like rolling your eyes at and you're like, Oh, that's cringy. Um, so I, I don't know. It feels like it's the same thing every year. Like every year I kind of go into it with like, hope this month is different. Hope, hopefully we get some like actual good takeaways this month. And I, I don't know, we, we actually push the conversation farther, but I still feel like we're in a, a phase of not seeing enough action and just having the conversation that's not lining up with it. Mm -hmm. And I think you brought up a good point about the consumer um, beyond Gen Z. You know, we're, we're getting smarter about um, feeling the inauthenticity of some campaigns. It doesn't mean we should do it. Like, please do it, but try to maybe do it well, right? So, um, yeah. Katie, you're, you have a roundup um, of, and as, as you do, uh, normally we try to kind of summarize or pick the best or even the worst of um, uh, some campaigns. And, um, Katie, for, for this year, for Women's History Month 2021, uh, what are you seeing and are you seeing any trends or cringes? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I think w for this month, it's, it, I kind of see it breaking into a couple different categories, kind of like we do for every month like this, like brands have a couple of options, right? They can either kind of do you use the month as a way to elevate stories that, you know, fit the theme and kind of are, are a little different than what we'd normally see, you know, kind of expanding narratives around what women's history is, who we think is worthy of space and stories and time and whatever. Um, and then the other thing that brands can do is kind of to 
put their money where their mouthpiece is, you know, and actually support some of the causes, some of the people who are on the ground doing the work to improve things um, in, uh, you know, for women. Um, and, you know, so we're seeing brands kind of do either one or the other or a combination. I think the the best ones are usually a combination where you get some compelling storytelling um, that really pushes things forward. And then also, you know, have that backed up with a monetary um, commitment from brands. So, I mean, you know, Google put out an ad that, you know, is it's good. They've obviously got the, um, you know, they've got the money to put into a, to create a really good narrative ad. And that kind of is dedicated to all of the firsts from women. So you have like the first woman astronaut, you have one of the scientists behind the Pfizer vaccine, you have the first female rapper, and then that flashes ahead and shows um, Cardi B winning a Grammy for best rap album as the first solo woman to do that in the category. You have the first woman to summit Mount Everest, you know, all these kinds of things. And then Hershey's did something, you know, pretty similar. Um, and both of them do have kind of this this um, monetary commitment behind it, a donation to um, to causes that actually are advancing things for women. Um, and then there are, you know, beyond that, there are kind of some smaller, more targeted um efforts. Smirnoff, for example, um, partnered with Laverne Cox to support a Black women-owned business in D.C. So really, like, you know, tangible, focused effort. Um, and then also donated $50,000 to Black Girl Ventures, which seems to be kind of a popular one this year for brands um, looking to put their put their money somewhere during Women's History Month. It's um, an organization that helps uh, women identifying entrepreneurs, black and brown women identifying entrepreneurs, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, kind of trying to level the playing field for people because, you know, as as we all know, uh, women and um, people of color uh, get a very tragically small portion of venture capital funding. Um, so that seems like a smart, tangible way that brands can be interacting yeah least. it reminds me of um for peloton you know black for black history month they not only did collaborations and they had merch um, but they did make a sizable um donation and um i, I think that's a multi-level really intentionally carefully crafted way of approaching something the google one of course they're going to make a beautiful ad it's going to come with like mm -hmm. very googly things and stuff like that but it, it it's almost like um it doesn't you know it, it's not new Right. Um, mm -hmm. And what are they I would be curious, you know, what are they really doing about changing the 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 tech stack CEO? Right. Uh, ratio, yeah. um, that kind of thing. And I think, you know, this type of um, accountability is going to be is going to be wanted from from our the growing um, number of more aware consumers. Um yeah. I mean, that's something that I was kind of thinking about this year, like seeing some criticism around Women's History Month, even as an idea, like at least it gives us an opportunity or people, at, consumers at large, an opportunity to hold brands accountable for what they're doing, right? Like if they do it well, then great. If they do it badly, then every March we can call them out or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice way to be like, oh, okay, this, I guess for the future, like, 
this is not a brand that I think I want to buy from, at least right now until they do a make good and they show me that they're actually committed to the same values that I am. Um, so Luz, I'm going to kind of pivot over to you now. Um, you're working with our women trailblazers and I'd, I'd love to hear what you're hearing from these women uh, overall and what that work has looked like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, it's it's really rewarding just to hear their stories every week and just highlight, you know, different parts of their journeys and what they want to pass on to other women to follow. Um, so specifically, we asked, you know, these women trailblazers about fostering relationships and how they take time to invest themselves, you know, especially in the past year during the pandemic, um, along with work-life integration and how they've handled typecasting in the workplace. So there's a, there's a lot of good, overall, there's a lot of good advice in their pieces. Um, and I, I find it incredibly helpful for other female trailblazers to come. Do you think Do you um, people are feeling, women are feeling... Um, almost like more pressure, right? I, I know your team uh, has, hosts these kind of community calls. And obviously, uh, you read reports about how the pandemic has put this undue pressure. Already, the, the, the ratio was imbalanced, but it's like there's undue pressure for women to really do it all. But, you know, in light of a, a month like this, right, you, I wonder if, um, you know, if people are feeling the need to, to, really respond and and lead and dig into their work and kind of feed into that trope of having to do it all and do it all really well. Um, are you hearing a little bit of that? Obviously, we get to hear the inspiring stories, but um, generally, like what like what's the mood and and um, do you have any like specific uh, examples or tips that they have um, for other women who might be feeling this way? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of work-life integration, you know, something we've heard from all our the women that we feature is uh, the work from home culture right now. It can be really challenging. You know, it's not um, you, you're done working and then just simply a, a wall divides you between your work and then your home life and then having to hop into the household tasks. Um, and of course, you know, it's it's 2021, you know, these household duties are split more evenly with male partners. But I think it's very natural for women to just um, take on more of the household duties and just all that, the nurturing part. Um, so what we've heard from in terms of work-life integration is, you know, uh, these fem these women trailblazers are just giving themselves grace and just knowing that there's always tomorrow to tackle, you know, whatever wasn't done today. And I think that applies to work life and home life. You know, um, I personally, I really like what Patricia Corsi from Bayer said, uh, the way that she handles it is for every yes, there's a no associated to it. So for example, if she has a late night call, that might mean missing a family dinner. And in that case, that provides her clarity to make these informed decisions. And I think that's a really good rule of thumb when you're trying to um, handle this work-life integration during this time. And it's interesting because like, there are studies that are still showing that women are still taking on a disproportionate amount of housework and household chores in addition to working from home. So I feel like, I mean, I, I feel it for myself personally, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not trying to throw my husband under the bus or anything like that, but <laughs> I like work full time and then I'll hop off and I'll like take the dog out for a walk or I'll be the one to like kind of tidy up around the house and it just happens second nature. And then suddenly it's like 
eight o'clock and I'm like, oh, did we cook dinner? What happens to dinner? Like what happens to exercising? Where's the self-care? It's just, we're all here. So it is, it is like a necessity to find that balance. It's just, it's been an interesting year. That's just, that's all I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Luz, uh, I, I know you hear so many tips um, every day and so many stories. Um, can you share maybe one or two more that really stuck out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think a, a common theme from this year, the way that women have taken time to invest themselves is really feeding the mind, body and soul, you know, um, and this is something we've heard across the board from all of them. Um, in terms of mind, you know, education, that's Patricia Corsi, that's her thing, you know, making sure that she takes time to educate herself on, um, you know, what she would like to find out more about. And then Gail Tifford of WW, you know, formerly Weight Watchers, she said she used to travel a lot. Now she goes on hikes around her house and sets like a, a daily, you know, step challenge uh, to keep up with it. So I think, I think that in itself is really inspiring how these women are saying it's okay to take care of yourself. It's actually a necessity in order for you to perform better in all parts of your life. Um, and then another another common theme is when we've asked these um, these women trailblazers what success means to them, uh, there's this common theme where they all pretty much say just leaving the world a better place than when they entered. And this is through work life, personal life, family life. Uh, and I think a way to do that I've seen that's pretty common is, you know, making sure to provide opportunities for other women as well. You know, whether it's like same nationality or just other women in the workplace, I see that there's a lot of paying it forward uh, kind of mentality among these women trailblazers. So it's really interesting. Um, I think they have a lot to offer. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing um, of trying to create that pipeline. Um, while you were talking, I was like, well, do men do this? And there are some, (laughs) right? There are some really good men out there who will think about like, how do I help make this world a better place, whether it's in terms of like sustainability or, um, you know, helping other women rise. And then in terms of like the pipeline, like that's the whole thing about like the good boys club, the good old boys club. So, um, you know, in a sense, like we're, we're still playing catch up to that. Um, I want to kind of end and round out with how, you know, how you guys are, um, you guys know this is a huge topic for me, but self-care, right? So how you guys <laughs> are kind of... Um, Leaning for yourselves, I guess. And remember, right? Just like these trailblazers say, like giving yourself grace. Uh, I think that's something that is so, such a mental key. It's it's like it unlocks such freedom and forgiveness and shame and responsibility, uh, undue burden upon yourself. That uh, That's something I think conceptually, like I am giving myself more of each and every day. Um, so, so what about you guys, Nicole, you want to start? Sure. Um, so I guess my self-care has kind of been, I'm trying to meditate more. Um, I'm trying to do every day, at least like 10 minutes, um, more exercising. Cause it's, it's hard to like keep myself active. So we got like an elliptical for our apartment. Um, cause we didn't feel comfortable going back to a gym quite yet. Um, I got, uh, I adopted a dog a couple months ago, so she is such a little cuddle bug and makes me feel happy all the time. So like taking her out on walks, going hiking with her, um, trying to like find ways to safely get out of the house um, and just kind of be in nature and 
uh, around trees. You know, living in a city through a pandemic is really difficult. Uh, I probably don't have to tell most of you about that. But any time that I can escape and like just get that quiet outside of the city, it it just makes everything so much better. Yes, quiet <laughs> and space. <laughs> exactly. uh, Katie, how about you? I know, you know, part of it is um, – you know, to use kind of the, the Texas example, going from survival mode to thriving mode. So is there a way that you do that? And, you know, while you uh, kind of sift through a lot of emails and interviews and um, what what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the one thing that helps me to kind of recenter is just journaling, something that I used to do a lot. And kind of like the pandemic, I was looking back through my journal recently and realized there was just like months of nothing but to-do lists. And (laughs) so kind of trying to get back into that and like spend some focused time just like centering rather than running around or being frantic about to-do lists and work and that kind of thing or or doom scrolling, um, which there's all like... A never-ending temptation. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, like, delete all the apps off my phone every, like, two weeks just to get a break from it. It's way too much. <laughs> um, yeah. One, one yeah. thing, and I hope my boss is not listening, but, like, <laughs> I, I deleted um, work email and Slack off my phone. Um, and so it's, like, I'm very, like, try to stay focused while I'm, like, like doing work in front of the computer. And I'm not just, like, kind of almost like a doom logging in and doom updating email like in case I miss something like I I just I just hated that pool um (laughs) uh Luz what about what about you um yeah I I've noticed that um just being a lot more mindful about how I'm feeling and what I need in that moment uh has been really helpful so last night was a good example you know usually by the end of the day I just want to pass out on the couch and just like binge on Netflix and just mindlessly watch something but last night I could tell that wasn't really like the the mood or the vibe that I was in um and I said you know, do I just need to sit in a quiet room right now and just like meditate, just do like 10 minutes of yoga and just kind of come like center myself, you know, just how Katie said. Um, And that's exactly what I needed. So I think and my husband took the baby monitor, you know, so I really was in a silent room and just was able to like recenter and then have good sleep. So I think it's more about being um, on my end, uh, just really tuning in and just seeing what it is I need in that moment. Oh, I love this tuning out to tune in. (laughs) Um, and then tuning in so you can really plug in later. Uh, well, ladies, Luz, Katie, and Nicole, thank you so much for our guest hosting and for uh, being a guest for us for this um, episode. It went by it went by so quickly. Thank you all. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Carl. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening and for supporting women. Yes, yes. Let us know how you're supporting um, each other. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can send us an email, podcast at adweek.com. Uh, David Greiner will be back next week. He is a great ally for us, um, and he gave us space to just chat. Um, this episode was produced by Nick Gardner, edited by Lane McGibney, with music by Home. We will be back next week. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. 
Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.